welcome to this episode of Amplify with White Knight Productions. I'm your host, Ellen Barton, and today my guest is Beth Mandooney, um, owner and CEO of the Marketing Department, a video production and marketing company from Columbus, Ohio. Thank you for joining us today, Beth. Thank you for letting me be here, Ellen. This is going to be a fun recording session. All right. So what do, what do you want to talk about today? What do we want to tell people about? Well, I, I want to talk about video and the marketing power of video. And, um, you know, there's so much we can dig into here. But I guess let's just start with a really easy question. Why should people be using videos to tell their stories when they have so many other choices? You know, one thing that I love about video, it's that instant connection you can make with someone, especially in, in the way that, that my company focuses on video. We actually want people on camera. We're not necessarily showing things or products or anything. We want to work with service providers and put them on camera. So it makes a connection and it starts a relationship. And, and Ellen, you know how important that is when you're considering something as a business owner. How many times do we think about um, who we're going to purchase from and before we make a buying decision? You know, so if I so video is so important because you can actually connect with a person and help them feel comfortable in that part of the process when they're considering hiring your company. For um, people that are watching this video out there, maybe thinking that they would like to hire a video production company wherever they live or, you know, virtual, whatever is best for them. Um, what are some of the things that people should be looking for when, um, you know, kind of assessing who would be a good fit for them? Usually when you're, when you're in that consideration buying phase and trying to figure out who's going to be a good match, um, you're usually talking to the salesperson, right? Um, unless it's the business owner, unless they're talking to the business owner, like you or I, since we own companies, but most of the time they're talking to the salesperson. So if you're looking to actually engage with a production company to help you with your video marketing, um, ask to talk to their producer and who you'd be working with. Like, see if that relationship clicks, because if it's someone that just doesn't align to your values or just doesn't feel good, if they don't make you feel good, then it, you're never going to get the best performance off a of camera. That relationship is crucial. We were talking about relationships earlier and how important it is with marketing, but I think that your relationship with your producer is, is huge as well people have this perception that they're going to get burned when they, they go to hire um, for video because maybe they've had a bad experience in the past um, or with marketing, you know, it's expensive. It's scary. I feel that if you find the right partner, you're going to have the opposite experience to um, feeling like you've been taken advantage of. Like what we always do is we always help people a strategize and get the right content. That's going to work in their master plan, help them come up with a master plan if they don't have one. But then when you have that video content, it, typically when you're making a video, a lot of it ends up on the editing room floor. So you can repurpose some of that content. But even in the main video that you set out to make and you make that video and you get that video, well, then from that video, you can transcribe it and make a blog article. You can, you know, maybe take a piece of it and make a social media post and, and, or take a quote from it and make a social media post. Like there's so much you can do when you have that content. And that is just one way 
to help people maximize their ROI. And I, I, that's the message I just want to like scream from the rooftops <laughs> because it's, it's like so underutilized. It 100% is. I tell all my clients, and, and honestly, this is a new policy that we just put in. We don't just make one video. If you're looking for one video, we're not the company for you. We want to maximize your video and make multiple ones because if you're out there making one record and doing one thing, you know, setting us up to come out to you, which is expensive, you should be utilizing video in multiple places. That's how you increase your ROI. And I am a huge recycler. I'm a definitely a tree hugger. Like I'm all about sustainability. And when you really think about, it, like you just said, you were able to capture all these amazing stories. Well, how do you pull the elements apart? Can you turn it into a quote for audio? Can you turn it into like a graphical post through the transcription? Make it a blog. I love that, Ellen. I'm so with you on that because it just, I don't know where it comes from, but if you should never be making just one video. It's video, it's marketing in general. It makes people anxious because they're spending money. It is somewhat of a leap of faith. It's somewhat, you know, you have to try maybe a couple of different things as strategic as you try to be, you have to test it with your audience. How do you figure out when something is performing? We talk about return on investment with marketing, right? And that's sometimes hard to capture because marketing is just a big guess. It truly is. But with video, what I love is that you can see how well you're doing. Um, so what is it? Seven seconds on Facebook or YouTube is considered success. It's amazing that we can track that in what we do, but I think seven seconds sucks right? It's terrible. So, I mean, my goal is to get past that and hopefully get them to the end where the call to action lies. Um, so it, it's more than just likes and shares, right? Like what's actually helping people to convert with this in, in video? We always tell our clients that the video isn't the end product. It's the first part of the process. So we, we start by trying to get them to hone in on what results they're looking for and then work backwards from there and strategize how we're going to get to those results, how we're going to measure the results. I'm always interested in the whole picture. Sometimes you, sometimes it's required to promote your videos. You're going to need supporting um, campaigns or other, you know, something else to really push it out there into the world. Sometimes the video on its own isn't enough. Um, sometimes it is, but you need to know what your strategy is up front so that we as producers can help you get to the best product that's going to work for you. Yeah. I mean, you got to know what those goals are. What do you want out of this? Who are you talking to? We need to know these key things to make this work for you. But you said something that was really key, Ellen, is that most people come to us thinking that video is the final product of their campaign. It is not. You're right. It's the top of the lead funnel. It's in your attraction and awareness sort of area of the funnel. If you're actually thinking of a traditional marketing funnel and it's at the top and showing your personality, showing your expertise, communicating your value is so crucial in that moment because that's going to help them to capture their attention and potentially hire you or purchase your product, whatever it is that you're truly selling. That's what video is doing is selling you something. Video is not the end product. It is the beginning. So one of the reasons that videos are so powerful is that when they're well-crafted, they tell a compelling story, something that resonates with the audience. And I would like to just dive into this a little bit and explore the craft of storytelling specifically with videos so that audience members can start thinking more like a producer if they're looking to make their own content. Why don't you start us off, Beth? What 
where do you start with this whole storytelling process typically? You know, uh, I really got to figure out who my audience is. You know, what are we talking about? What's the topic? And once we figure out the audience, we want to understand how to communicate the information in the way that they want to receive it, that they need to hear it. So it's not necessarily, it's not about the person who's in front of the camera at all. It's about the client who, potential client and prospect who's going to watch it in the end. So you got to make your content for that right person. So tone is huge, right? Uh, the words that you use are huge. So for me, um, I was writing a script actually, or, or editing a script right before this. What we cut was a lot of backstory, a lot of history. Nobody cares about that stuff. It truly, they want to know how it's going to help them. So when you're writing a script or you're trying to figure out like what to put in there, put your audience hat on, think the way they think. And you, you, you try to figure out what's going to, what do they care about? Why is this important to them? And then you go from there. So you start cutting out anything that might be backstory or not that interesting. Um, because quite honestly, for the content I produce, I tell everybody we try to aim for two minutes or less. And if you're truly going to be a, a partner that they trust, value their time and keep them super short. What about you, um, Ellen? How do you actually, what else can we tell people for tips for trying to figure out how to write those scripts? A lot of times our clients will come to us and um, they want to tell everything about their company in this one video. People are looking for bite-sized, targeted, like very targeted chunks of information. They, you know, if, they, if they're on your about page, they want to learn about your company, but they don't need to know every detail. And that's where your um, trust relationship with your producer can come in because they can advise you on what to take out. Um, if you're trying to do this on your own, then I would say, you know, just, you got to be harsh. Just get like really harsh with that red editing pen, if, you know, to use a print analogy and be comfortable with striking things out till you get to the essence of what the message is. Prior to the pandemic, I would always tell people that there was 30% of women in the industry. And now I think we've dropped to like 20, 15%. Like there's a max exodus of women from the workforce. The reason I pay attention to it and, and how I structure my company is because I want that diversity behind the camera lens. I want that thought leadership who's thinking differently behind the lens. Don't take it as like, I'm against men. That's not it at all. It's just that I can tell when I'm watching a movie, when I'm watching a TV show, when I'm watching a news report, I can typically guess who's behind the lens. And um, just think about it this way. So I actually was watching the Browns play not too long ago, the Cleveland Browns. And um, they had on white jerseys. It was a very sunny day. And they were interviewing a, a person of color, like very dark skinned football player. And I knew that whoever was behind the camera was dark complected as well, because he tried the best to balance this bright white sun glare against the dark skin. And the camera person did an amazing job. And then I was able to pay, there was a pan around shot and I got to see it was, it was some, a person of color behind the lens. And that's so crucial because I've noticed that on different like TV shows and all the things, anything on video, where if you don't have that specific thought, that neural diversity behind the camera, it gets missed. Yeah. And I think that women tend to have a much different approach to storytelling in general, listening, um, 
asking questions. There's just something about how we um, approach the whole project of working with clients, developing the relationship with clients, and then um, drawing their story out from them. I, I just feel like it's a different approach to many men in the business, at least the ones I've met. And again, it's not against men. You know, I, we need both, you know, but it's just different. You know what? I was thinking about this because my mentors were all TV production guys. And if you think about it, like that was just not something that, you know, think about the seventies. That just wasn't something that women were doing. Once TV had a million channels and cable TV, came into the realm and video got less expensive to produce that's what opened up the opportunity to allow diversity in but it was mostly white men for tv and broadcast um for news and there's a specific way of recording for that that is way different than the storytelling that we're doing now it's way different like video marketing takes a specific skill set because it's not just video it's not just marketing it's all this strategy that filters into it and you've got to be cautious about who is behind the camera lens, because if they're shooting it like a news broadcast or, I don't know, a television show or something like that, they're just technical. It doesn't capture the soul of the person. Wedding photographers and videographers. Honestly, I have got a couple in my index of people who I work with. They capture the video in details and moments that um, a newscaster would never see. And it's just that difference of thought. And, and that's what I really want to do is, and that's why we're friends, Ellen, like we're more than just peers, we're like friends because we, we have these conversations, we bounce off one another and trying to figure out like, how can we offer opportunities to anybody that is other in the industry? So we get more beautiful stories told. I just want to thank you for spending this time with us today, being a guest on Amplify. Thank you, Ellen. I, I really appreciate being here. Thanks so much for listening. Amplify is produced for you by White Knight Productions. For more Amplify content, including the video versions of all our episodes, please visit amplifypodcast.media.